Welcome to the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff podcast with New York Times bestselling author, Christine Carlson. Chris shares don't sweat wisdom to help you achieve greater mental health, self-compassion, and better communication with family, friends, and coworkers. Listen in and learn simple ways to live your most vibrant life of joy. Hi, and welcome back to the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff podcast. This is Christine Carlson. Hey, before we begin with our golden pause, let me just mention that we are about to start a patron crowdfunding program. And pretty soon you'll find a button at the top of the Podbean site that you can just click into. And what we're asking is that you might consider donating $1 to $5 a month to this podcast so that we can continue to offer it advertising free. I've been doing this podcast for a few years now, and I've done about 180 episodes. So from this point on, we're going to ask to have patron sponsors, and we would thank you in advance um, for supporting this podcast and sharing it with your families and friends and considering just a small devotional amount to it each month. So let's begin by taking our golden pause. Wherever you are, sit comfortably with your legs uncrossed. And if you're seated in a chair, sit upright. I'm sorry, with your legs uncrossed. If you're seated Indian style, cross your legs and lean back against something with your shoulders back and your neck long. And if you're doing an activity, just go ahead and pay attention to what you're doing. This could be just a deep breathing and connecting to your breath exercise. So let's begin. As you take a deep breath in through your nose, allow your chest and your belly to fully expand, taking in the fullness of that breath. And as you exhale, please just relax and let go, letting your shoulders drop. Letting your arms relax and just feeling yourself sink into your breath. This time as you breathe in, breathe in golden sunlight, pure golden sunlight to the top of your head, to the tips of your fingers and toes, all through your core, pure golden sunlight. And as you exhale, just go ahead and relax a little bit deeper. This time as you breathe in golden sunlight to every cell of your being, place your hand on your heart, activating your heart, opening your heart, and just spend a moment thinking of one thing you feel grateful for. It could be a person, a place. It could be for this breath, this moment right here, right now. Just breathe in that gratitude, filling your whole heart, your core, your entire being with pure golden gratitude. And as you exhale, go ahead and let go. Let go of anything that doesn't serve you. This time as you breathe in, breathing in pure golden gratitude to every cell of your being. On the exhale, go ahead and open your eyes. So a few episodes back, I had been talking about dating and online dating and being single today and how this is a whole new world. Recently, I had the opportunity to speak with a friend on the phone about dating from his perspective. 
because I wanted to give a well-rounded view to my listeners. Also, I found it pretty interesting because this guy that I spoke to was my very first Bumble date. It was just a meet and greet for a glass of wine. We had a great time. We connected, but we never did match up. But we shared phone information and we've been peripheral friends. And so I asked him recently if he'd be willing to have a conversation with me. I knew that he'd had quite a large breadth of experience of online dating, even though he admitted that he hadn't been dating in over a year. So I was curious about what he thought about online dating and and how he counseled some of his guy friends and his girlfriends about online dating. So here's what we talked about. I called him up um, and we had just a really wonderful chat. We caught up on our lives a little bit. And then I began to ask him a few questions. And, you know, I was curious. I'm just curious to see how men make their decisions online. You know, how do they decide who they're interested in? Is it any different than a woman? If you listen to the previous podcasts about it, I said, you know, I go through and I ask the question, um, would I kiss him? That's how I know if I'm attracted to the guy or or not. Maybe it's his eyes. Maybe it's his whole being. Um, there's an energy, isn't there, sometimes in photographs. You know, if a guy puts really goofy photographs on there, that's just too goofy. He looks too serious, and he's just too serious. Well, he looks angry. You can really look in somebody's eyes and sense their energy. And so anyways, um, I asked him, and he said, yeah, you know, that's always the first step. You swipe through, and you look through, and there's got to be something that is attractive about her to you. Like he said, there's got to be something that attracts me. Like it's her smile. It's her energy. It's, it's the way she looks at the camera. It's, it's her, you know, whatever, something. And then he said, I read her profile. Well, if she doesn't take time to write her profile, he says that says everything to me about that she just doesn't care enough. And Or she doesn't know herself enough. I thought that was a very astute um, observation on his part. That he equated not writing a profile as to somebody who wasn't very self-aware. And that that mattered to him. He wants to, of course, be with somebody a little more evolved. A little very self-aware. So the other thing he said is um, how she writes her profile. How she organizes her thoughts. What's important to her. What are her values. These are the things that that this man said that he looks for as far as a potential date. Well, then he said, I know that um, the next step is really to have a phone conversation. He said, you can always tell a guy who's really interested because he will um, jump right off the app and ask for your number to get on the phone with you. And he said, men um, are really action-oriented women. So, you know, listen to this. If a man shows high interest, he's going to act. He's going to be action-oriented. He's not going to hem and haw and talk about the weather and, you know, um, just stay within the app. It might mean that he's just too busy at the moment. It might mean that he's talking with, you know, 10 women at once. And so he's got you further down the queue. He doesn't want to lose you, but he's not overly interested. So... Just take those little clues in this world of dating and online dating, you know, that if he doesn't show interest, then it means he's not that into you, at least in the moment. 
And so anyways, he said he jumps right off the app and into a phone chat if that's, um, if it's somebody that he thinks interesting enough. Well, then of course, in a phone chat, you get to know a person a lot better. You know, you resonate with their voice, the way they speak, the way they converse, how authentic do they feel? How comfortable are they? How comfortable are you in their, in the phone conversation with them? You know, this is how I always gauge authenticity. If I feel really comfortable in myself, it's a lot of times because the other person feels really comfortable in themselves. I start to feel a little bit of angst or oddness in myself when somebody isn't in an authentic place in themselves. So you can kind of notice how you're feeling and how that might be a mirror um, of and also a mirror to the other person. So it, it helps to just continue to breathe deeply when you're in these conversations. I know it's a little bit awkward. It's awkward for me too when I get on the phone with somebody for the first time and I haven't ever talked to them. But just, you know, breathe into it. Remember, you're just talking one-on-one to another person. You're just doing your best to try and get to know something about that person that makes you feel safe, makes you feel comfortable, makes you feel interested. Do you feel interested after speaking with them to take it to the next level. Well, then he said, of course, after a phone chat or two, then he wants to meet the person in person face to face and have some FaceTime. So of course, again, you know, this guy's smart. He said, you don't want to be stuck at a whole dinner or a whole lunch or anything that's too long. If after the first 10 or 15 minutes, you already find that you're disengaging with this person. And that happens, you know, it's like I oftentimes think that coffee dates could be much better if they could be (laughs) drive-by because then you could decide on your way by if this person is really somebody that even looks like the pictures that they put online. You know, this is the hard part about online dating is that oftentimes people don't even put current pictures and that's so disappointing because of course you're going to be interested in them as they are today, just as another person is going to be interested in you as you are today. It's not like you're going to walk up and say, oh, you know, by the way, I'm going to lose 10 pounds or, oh, by the way, I'm going to get this treatment on my face and look 10 years younger. No, you know, place current pictures and, and, you know, and hopefully people are doing that more and more because they realize it just doesn't work to um, put pictures of themselves that are 10 years ago on their profile page. So anyways, that's the other thing is so um, choose a setting that's a public setting, but quiet so you can have a nice conversation. And so you can sit for a while if it works out that you have a really nice connection with somebody. And, you know, um, but don't do something that has to be long. I've I've had coffee dates, excuse me, that last between for 15 minutes, a half hour, and I've had coffee dates that last two hours. So the two-hour ones are usually pretty good conversations, right? And usually will lead to a potential next date. So, and then again, I asked this guy, you know, what is his criteria? And he said, you know, I'm looking for a woman who shares my values, is active, who is engaging, who's of course attractive to me, and who, who um, 
and who, you know, who I feel good around. So these are the things that, you know, he said will lead him to a next date. But the big takeaway from this conversation was this, that he really talked about how um, this is a whole new world. And we have to realize that, you know, like we used to meet people in college um, or in public settings like bars and things like that, but that's just not happening anymore. If you notice when people are out, they're out in groups, they're out on a date, people are meeting online. And so it's, it's important for us to remember that this is how we meet people through friends is great, but, but online is opens up the door to a much wider world. Um, so that's what I talked about with this really nice guy and and um, it was from his perspective. The other big takeaway for me is just to remember that men will act on what they're interested in and a man will pursue what he's interested in. Now that said, I've also talked to other men and they say that sometimes you as the woman has to give them a little nudge. You have to say to them, hey, I'm really interested in taking this to another date, but I'm going to let you make the first move. I'm going to let you move on it so that they know that you're interested because this is the other thing. A lot of times, um, you know, I mean, it's it's hard. I think I think the man in the whole dating world traditionally has had it the roughest. I mean, women, you know, can have always kind of sat back and let men come to them and do all the work, but think about all the rejection that can happen in that. And I think we are living in a different world where it's okay for a woman to speak up and say, hey, you know, I'd really like to see you again, but then go ahead and let him pursue you. I think if you are come on too strong, um, then that's, that's probably um, not a good sign for most men either. So I think letting him pursue a little bit is really healthy. Here's the other thing he said that I thought was also really pretty cool. He said, um, let the guy pay, you know, the first few dates, but then offer to do your part the next date or pay for a date. He said he gets really turned off when a woman, even that he's, if he's been dating her for a while, just expects him to pay all the time. Now, some men want to pay all the time, but it's really the offer that's important on the woman's part. Let him pay at first, but then offer to pay for his meal. Offer to take him on a date. You know, you go ahead and make arrangements for a date and pay for it. That's okay, too. And this guy is really progressive, but also traditional. And he said he really likes that. This is how I would operate and how I operate, too. So, all right. There, you've got a few tips, a few um, online dating tips from a guy's perspective. I hope this has been helpful. Um, Don't sweat the small stuff. Live the big stuff. This is Christine Carlson. Please uh, check out our patron crowdfunding campaign. We'd be so honored if you would support this podcast um, for a small amount of $1 to $5 every single month. Thank you so much for listening and sharing this with your family and friends. Come back again. Thanks for listening to Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff. Christine's new book, From Heartbreak to Wholeness, The Hero's Journey to Joy, is available at all major booksellers. Visit fromheartbreaktowholeness.com with your receipt of purchase to receive some fabulous free bonuses. That's fromheartbreaktowholeness.com.